welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world slalom with Rossi and Trent. Turning is the most fun yet frustrating part of skiing. The boys talk about how to make your turns with ease. I have problems with my turn here. I, I, I always turn on my tail. I always drop my inside shoulder. Um, I fall back out of the turn. I something on the turn, the turn and, and everyone it's, and, and I don't blame them. It's, it's the funnest part. It's why we do it. It's why we do all the, it's why we stand on our ski properly. It's why we have amazing gates. It's why we do, you know, pay attention to handle path and outward direction and balance is so we can just rip hard turns. And it's what everyone wants to work on. And I think, I think I often disappoint people when, when it's the least, it's a thing we talk about the least, but for some good reasons. So I, I, uh, Rossi, you know, if there's one thing that stands out when people have watched your career for years and years and years, it's these silky smooth turns. It's these driving powerful turns. Um, so I think we, you know, I, I want to, uh, everyone wants to talk about turns. So let's talk about turns a little bit. Trent, I've got slack and I just keep getting hammered out of the turn, man. I got to fix this turn. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, they are. I guess it's the easiest way for me to think about it is the turn is the end of the sequence. And so, you know, it's it's highly critical. It's the point at which we're the most exposed. It's the point at which we have the most amount of crashes, I would say. 90 out of 100 at least you know uh, 90 out of 100 yeah. or more is, where do you where do you crash and you crash yeah. after the apex right mm-hmm. and so there's a there's a big discussion as to we we should we should talk about why these crashes happen where they happen what the forces are what what's going on but we also you know Trent and I definitely want all of our listeners to understand that you, you, you have to set your turns up in order for them to, to be more ideal, be safer, be more exciting, finish with that acceleration close to the buoy that you just love to feel and that up course line and all that rhythm and feeling like you're on that quote unquote swing and all of that. So I think yeah. that, and, and, know, the, and it's, yeah, a, and it's the easiest part too, though. It's the easiest part, right? I mean, if, if things are done correctly in terms of leading up to that very moment, I mean, this is the most instinctual part. It, this is maybe the only part of slalom that is completely instinctual that, that there, there is, you know, that, that true, uh, basic athleticism or, or just, you know, just, a. a you know, a keen understanding of the principles of motion. This is where the boat isn't in play. If all things are correct, this is where nothing other than this is a part of Islam that you can really just do by feel, by instinct, and by years of walking, riding bikes, running, um, skateboarding. This is the, this is where the universal crossover occurs, and that and that's why that's why it's the part that we talk about the least. Because again, like Rossi, like you're saying, it's it, this is more. Um, it's more uh, something that is facilitated than executed, maybe, huh? It's it's literally the thing I think about the least when I'm doing. <laughs> I more just do it, and then I'm. And then what's wild is how many questions that you and I field on what we should be doing at this point or that point, or should I be counter rotating? And oh, when I do this here at the apex, so why? why maybe a good discussion to start with is why is it so critical for some 
And so maybe for you and I, yes. so less critical. Yep. So sure. I, and I think I, of it. Yeah. And I, in that regard, I think of it even with my own skiing, like if, if something goes wrong and, and I'll just get anecdotal, man, like for instance, if I end up heavy out of my one, three, five side, my, cause it's my on side and I end up, you know, um, loading early and missing my chance to accelerate into the first wake. And I end up pulling long, therefore ending up, you know, I end up separating and the ski swings out slightly in front of me as a result. Then I go into, into, into a, a mode where it, I, I term it like I manufacture a turn at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, and to your question, I think it's so critical for some people because they are forced to manufacture a turn. They're, they're forced to, to reestablish a balance point, um, to reestablish some semblance of outward direction um, and make a series of motions to try and, you know, not, not, you'll never get outside the handle path again, but at least to tighten the rope up enough to recognize where that handle is, you know? Yes. And, and, and yeah, to your question, people, this is, you know, this is a lot of people's approach is based around the, all these necessary um, compensatory movements because they're missing fundamental things. Right. And ultimately, if if I were to break down what you just said and why why a lot of our listeners have to go to that, you know, we've talked about it before, like that hope and pray turn where you're you're just free flying and then making some sort of calculated guess as to how to move your body, twist your body, torque your body to create a turn. Um, and I and I what I, I guess the end result is, I believe that most of this comes from not understanding the handle path and not understanding your relationship to it. And I think that it's mm-hmm. a really simple way to go and look at why do we get messed up? And then um, most of the time that, that you know, when, when, when I see it, when I see people coming into the wakes, I see them so loaded, meaning they're fighting the boat. They're not in that natural balance position. They're using the handle to provide balance to themselves. And so they're not, you know, our, a lot of our skiers aren't naturally balanced over their ski. Because when you're naturally balanced over your ski, you can you can move all around. Like as I as I come into the first wake, and I am I like to think about leaning away from the handle versus the tug of war versus the boat. When I'm, when I'm in my balance position coming into the wakes, like, it's like if I, if I hook a handle up to the, uh, up to the pylon, you know, or up to a post, right. And I, and I just get into my leaned position. I can, once I'm in that position, I could hold that position for a very long time. I'm not, it's not a, it's not a muscular stature. It is a balanced stature. And Mm -hmm. then I can actually move around. I can move my hip up and down. I'm not in this like locked position. I'm just like, I can move my hip, like, Oh, my hips back a little bit. I'll just shift it up. Oh, my weights back. Oh, I'll just roll a little more towards my toes, but I'm not having to fight for that. So what I see is a lot of people being so loaded going into the wakes that they there's the pressure gets so intense because of the way the water's breaking on the ski, the water's got, you know, they've got the water break and the pressure's built so high that as you come into the wakes, you know, you have to get rid of this pressure to release the ski, to let it edge change and go to where it needs to go. And because you're so loaded, the thing that I see so much is that 
the only way to unload once you're in that tug of war position is to effectively try to push your ski out in front of you out towards the buoy. And I know a lot of people who think that that's a, they use that in their skiing. Like I want to cast my ski out wide, but we've talked about this in the past. When you do that, you're at, you're not actually pushing your ski out. Your ski has so much pressure on it. The ski's not moving. You're actually manipulating your body back on the back of the ski. When you do that, you're pulling the water brake back on the ski. You're relieving that pressure. And that's what allows the ski to, to at least transition, but it doesn't transition and follow the handle path. If you think about what you just tried to do and push the ski towards this outward trajectory, your handle is going to start curving in. And then what happens? We're on the narrowest part of the ski on the back part of the ski. We're our body is not in a balanced position. We're falling out the back. And the only thing that's holding on to us is that is that handle. It's, it's the only thing from keeping us from wiping out. And then because of that, our skiers tend to be riding too far back in the pre-turn. And then when it's time to let go of the uh, like, and then if you're too far back in the pre-turn, basically what's happening is your ski is arcing to the inside of that ideal handle path. And then when you go to let go, there's no rope tension. You're free flying at the buoy. Hence that term, the hope and pray term, because you have no sense of where you are. You're not balanced over the top of your ski. And so we're not turning before the buoy. And then the buoy comes and it's like, I got to do all my turn right here. And so that's why it's so critical for so many people. And that's why I think we get so many questions as to what do you do right here? Because it's so critical to me when you and I break it down in our own skiing. We're like, I, I, I mean, it's I'm just over the top of my ski and I'm just rolling into the finish of the turn. Like it's I'm already done when it's time to do yeah. that. And it's not that critical in that zone. So. I think this is and then, and uh, that was a long-winded like, jump into it, but I think we have to understand why. Yeah, yes. go ahead. And, and like you watch, you no, know, and, and like with you know with my skiing or or when I watch you know any of you guys, <clears throat> the the thing you notice more now with with the way you know the people's techniques have refined over the last you know fifteen years is is you don't see people needing to move forward like they used to. You know, like, like that, okay. that idea, or you hear people say like, you have to jump on the front of the ski or you've got to, you've got to climb to the front of the ski. And, and that just doesn't, with the right approach, that just doesn't really exist anymore because like, like you, like you mentioned, Rossi, you, you know, if you leave, if you can leave the, the center line and, and, and start on the, the upward swing and stay balanced during that phase, you're, you're you're just, you, you naturally will end up on the front of your ski. Like as you know, again, if, 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 as you come through the center line onto that inside edge, if you take the steps and we'll go over just a few keys, if, but if you, if you take the steps to stay balanced at this point, as you rise up to apex or the top of the swing and you start, you know, standing up taller and taller, the, the friction on your ski, the, 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 the deceleration of your ski is just naturally shifts your weight even further forward and further forward until, until you, you know, you decelerate to apex. Yes. Um, you don't see people having to dive forward anymore. No. And, and I, if you have that need to dive forward or, or jump on the front of your ski, which is, this, I, I only say that, you know, specifically like that, because it's something I hear all the time, then, then you know that you're, you know, you're, you're entering the swing with your ski, with your ski ahead of you. So balance leaving the second wake. Like, so again, if, if we're going to talk about turns, 
<laughs> we're going to talk about from center line to apex, correct? <laughs> so how do you how do you say balance? How do you, how do you? And again, it's a bit of a loaded question, so we're not going to go strip this thing all the way back to the very very start. But we're gonna we're gonna assume you have. We're gonna let's start from the center line because we you know we've talked enough. Well, you can never talk enough. Obviously, this no. is season four, <laughs> but we've we've already gone over you know how to be balanced into the wake, how to truly accelerate into the first wake. So now we're we're through center line. What, what what's the key here to keep that ski from shooting out in front of you? Because that's ultimately the killer of of your a potential swing height. It's the killer of the speed. It's the killer of line tension. Everything. How do you stay balanced leaving the wakes? For me, it's uh, I my key for me that works so well is as I'm entering the first wake and I feel balanced and I'm over my ski, I think about leaving my ski where it is. I don't, because I want to, because I want the ski to stay with the handle. We're not trying to send the ski anywhere, but on the ideal handle path. So as I come into the wakes, what I try to tell people is, when you first start skiing and you don't have a solid balance out of a turn and you're coming into the wakes, the wakes can be scary. This is, you know, when you're starting to learn the course and, and all of that stuff, the wakes can be scary and your natural instinct or safety mechanism will tell you to push the ski out in front of you. And that just keeps you because you know, you're going to buckle when you hit the wakes because you're not in the stack position and you've got too much pressures in the wrong part of the ski and things like that. So I totally understand why you have this ingrained desire to drive that ski outward at, you know, as you go through the wakes or as you come into the wakes to, I want to get wide for that next buoy. I've got all this pressure and I'm going to send this thing out. But you know, once we, you know, go back, we have tons, tons, season one has tons of in the weeds type of talking about what to do, where to do, why to do. And then, you know, we're getting a little more spatial now as we progress and and trying to take our listeners to a more, a higher level thinking of all this stuff, but go back, listen to all that stuff. If, if, if you're in that stage, but once you start to get better at that, once you start to be able to run, um, you know, through the wakes without, you know, without having that buckling and things like that, then, then my point being, you want to focus on, you want to focus on the, you want to focus on the ski staying where it is because basically Jamie, Jamie Beauchene and I talked about this a long time ago and we really beat this up and I love the way he thinks about this. And what he thinks about is just for the sequence and simplicity from apex to center line, your body mm-hmm. is chasing, it's behind the line of the pylon, handle, hips. Okay, so as you finish and you're up 90 degrees on the boat and you're finishing, your body's, if you took a, if you drew that line from the pylon to the handle to you, you're actually in front of that line. And then you catch the, you catch, that's why the rope isn't like mega tight when you, when you finish the turn and you're up course and you're all that and you're dropping in and you have that time to finish. And then as you're approaching the wakes, your, your body is developed. This is what you talk about, um, Trent. I I hear a lot about speed and relationship Mm -hmm. to the boat. As you come towards center, the moment that you hit center, you should be able to freeze the, freeze the video. And you would want to see that you're, the center of mass, your the middle of your weight. If you look at your alignment, you should be able to draw a line from the pylon handle through the center of you know your mass, 
and you should see that you yep. all line up. And then from the center out to the apex, we've developed so much speed in relationship to the boat that we start to travel faster than the handle. And we are wrapping, Jamie called it wrapping around the bottom. We're wrapping around the bottom. And as we arc upward toward the buoy, we're actually starting to pass that line that the handle, that the pylon handle and our center of mass creates. And so we want to be, we want to be passing that handle. I, it's, that's just an easy, for me, it's an easy visual. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we want to be traveling faster than the handle at that point so that we are wrapping up. We're just simply the weight on the end of that line, taking that speed and direction. We're not trying to create more width. We're not trying to create, you know, an earlier path or any of this. We're just going to accept the path that we're on and travel and wrap up and around that arc. As the handle's arcing in, we're arcing out and in even faster than that handle, but on the same path. And so that we are ahead of it. And that creates the ability to be over the, t you, you have to be leading in that zone from center line out. Your body has to yep. be up and over and being, then you're being pulled forward. What I really see a lot off the center line is kick your feet out in front of you. And now you're yes. chasing that line. You're actually way behind that line. The further behind that line you are from center line out, the less rope tension you're going to have, the less arc you have. And basically the easiest way to think about this is why am I going so straight at the buoy with so much speed? And I, and I don't, I don't have any feeling of where I am. I just know that I'm coming in a hot, I don't like the angles I'm seeing. And now it's very critical what happens at this finish, at the finish of the term because of the forces that are happening there. So Yep. That's my long-winded like version of it. No, I like How but that that and and no, I like that. It, and um it, it took it took me a while to, to get there um uh, but but it it's yes, it, that actually makes that makes really really good sense because um after you cross center line mm -hmm. that upward swing at that point is is a is a product of the the speed you created into the center line mm -hmm. so like yeah you, you you are at that point you are leading the handle yeah i mean if, if you're still balanced of course because it's that again it's that positive you know speed delta you created before the edge change um because yeah man that's actually that's actually pretty cool because it just think of it like if, if through the edge change you you let go of the handle at that point like right as soon as you got to the inside edge let go of the handle. Where would the handle go? Nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I know that's obviously obvious, but um, if you got if that was at all confusing to you, that's I think that analogy just probably clarifies. To you. Is that is, yeah. are you on with that, Rossi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. totally on with that. I do like that. So okay, so if you have that's what that body over is good, doing. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. 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 From from uh, no from the last episode. So if you are reasonably balanced reasonably good acceleration, reasonably early edge change. Mm -hmm. What, what, what is, so what's the most common mistake now that, that prevents people from, from driving through that, that upward swing with balance and contrarily ending up with the ski way out in front of them coming into the turn on their tail. What, what, like what's the most common um, mistake that, you know, that, that people maybe just can't, you know, aren't, aren't, aren't getting past. 
I just I just think that ultimately everyone's behind that line of the pylon handle. I mean, they're just they're but they're already too far. They're already too, too far, far back, back before they get to the yeah, center line. Before they get there, and yeah, so I agree with that. Uh, here's the deal. What 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 do what do people say in that zone, dude? You got to ride the handle longer, Trent. You're not you're let you're 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 releasing way too early. Let's talk about that for a sec because why are you releasing too early? Can you hold? Can you physically hold on if you aren't in balance and you're on the back of the ski? Yeah, for sure. No, if your ski is pointed, if if the if the handle path is arcing up and in to the buoy, right? If the handle path is arcing up and into the buoy, and you are leaning back on your ski your ski is actually pointed not in the direction of the handle it's pointed outward too far and that delta difference between the arc that the handle is going to go on and the and the path that your ski is on and then taking taking into consideration the fact that you're not even balanced over your ski at that point like if we erase the rope you're gone so you have to when that delta gets too big the gap between where the handle has to go because of its connection to the boat and the boat's forward momentum and your ski being pointed more outward than that trajectory that the handle can handle the moment that that gap starts that delta starts to increase you have to let go or the boat's going to pull you to the inside and you're going to fall over yeah and but that never happens why because we instinctively let go so if someone's telling you you need to ride the handle longer what they're really telling you is you're not actually yes. balanced through center line and you're going out the back. I'm, I'm positive. So that, that, we didn't just talk picture, about what you wanted, but yeah. <laughs> th- th- and then, so that picture that you created then, and it, and it's just, gosh, it's like one of those things that puts my, my stomach in my throat, like just so excited is, is that picture you, that you just, you know, um, that you just created for us of, of your, your leading coming in and that moment when that, that like that exact moment that as you cross center line and start hopefully start to transition to flat ski that's when everything has to be in perfect alignment that's when and like you said if you're looking down the pylon you're seeing right down the rope is right through your front ankle is right through the center of your body center of your you know center of your chest center of your head that perfect balance there is what's going to is what's going to lead to you know the ability to stay balanced through the transition and then, and then ultimately get the, you know, set up the turn that you're looking for that, Mm -hmm. that, that picture is crucial. And, and and, because for me, it's the biggest thing I'm looking for is one of the biggest things I'm looking for is, is like at, you know, say the, the whitewash, as I enter the whitewash uh, before the first wake, like where's your ski? Where are your ankles in relation to your body? And 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 too too often, most often, ankles are ahead of you know ankles ahead or are ahead of or, excuse me ankles are ahead of their hips or or just simply their mass is slightly behind their ankles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you just miss you miss that drive, you miss that acceleration phase, and then you end up scratching your head at the resulting loose line turn. You know, like you can't create slack at the turn. The slack is created, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends if you like, you know, the simplicity of it, but it's created coming into the first wake. Okay. So, so we, we need to focus on those things to set this up, right? So we, we wanted to talk about turns, but we just spent, you know, 24 minutes talking about how to set or, you know, how and why things don't happen. 
but so, cause and effect. Yeah, cause and it's effect. Cause and sure. effect. And, and 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 if and again, like um, Graham Pfizer talks about chasing shiny things, and he, when he said that to me when when he and I started skiing together a few years ago, it was like, yes, that's it. We chasing these shiny objects, and it's like it's the lowest hanging fruit. It's easy to grab at, um, meaning all these little details of the turn that just you know again when you're when i'm skiing well i mean i notice things in the turn and i might do little things to exploit the fact that i'm on the nearing the perfect line but mm-hmm. but they are just you know they're like <laughs> they're like uh zero offsettings mm-hmm. you know it's they're like yeah it kind of matters but it's the last thing i'm thinking about but to others it's very important yeah no it's bread and butter for sure because it's what's um, catching it's what's catching you when you're out of balance and how it catches yeah. you is really critical because you're not in a balanced position and you're not in the right spot in relationship to the boat. So that's that's why the all these things become so critical. When you look at the when you look at the where do you fall? I, I mean, we can I mean, we can talk about physics and all that stuff, but where where do you fall when you're coming into the buoy? How many times do you fall? Basically zero. I'll answer that one just to make it easy. You yeah, almost yes, never yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because the ski edge can support inward body rotation because of the way that the that we've that we ride on top of the ski. But as we get past as soon as apex happens, then what's happening is, you know, if you think about it, the you're trying to make a turn, your body's falling to the inside. And the boat's trying to pull you forward, which is up and over the top of your ski. And all of those things create high forces on the edge. And that's why the finish of the turn is so critical, especially when you don't set it upright. That's why 99% of falls are, well, maybe 97% of falls are at the finish oh, of the turn. For sure. No, yes. no rope and and your the the way that the physics are set up, the forces are set up. They're trying to pull you outside of the arc that you're that you're carving. Yeah. When you're you yep. and, and, and just and just for like simplicity's sake, it, excuse me, you fall at the finish of the turn if you are requiring support from the boat. Mm-hmm. And what is the boat? What does the boat support offer you? It's offering you balance. It's offering you something to to hold you up, right? Um, and again, going back to this this, this discussion of, of balance into the wakes, perfect balance at center line allows you to be balanced on the upward swing, allows you to be balanced at the turn. If you're balanced at the turn, meaning over top of your feet, you know, meaning like you know where the pressure is coming uh, from the bottom of your ski is going, you know, through your body, not not you know you're not behind it. Mm-hmm. You don't need the support of the boat, right? You know, you're 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 man, like you're literally riding your ski, and 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 you can get away with with you know, like there's a sliding scale. Like, why do you fall? You know, why do you get load heavy load early? Well, it, it's for that reason that you were, instead of riding your ski, um, from apex back towards the, the wakes while the boat was getting ahead of you to, to, you know, to offer you that, that support to lean against the, the line. Um, if you, if you don't have the balance to get that far, you, all you end up doing is falling and falling, waiting for the boat to get ahead of you enough to pick you back up. Yes. You know, it, it's, this whole thing, this, this, this balance at center line is paramount. If you're going to be balanced as your ski is slowing down, um, losing a little bit of support. If you're going to be able to ride that ski until the boat gets far enough ahead of you again to, to pick you back up and accelerate you back into the first wake again, you've, you've, you've got to enter 
and exit the wake with your weight over top of your feet. Yep. It's like simple. So why don't you, I know everybody wants the, a little bit more of the nuts and bolts. Why don't we, why don't you give me a little bit of talk about what then what, so if people are balanced over the center of their ski mm -hmm. and yeah. you know, they're connected through their edge change when they land off the second wake, that's where the turns really starting. If you look at it, I mean, yeah. if you look at it from the helicopter view down, the turn starting as soon as we land off the second wake or after the center line. And whenever yeah. we land the, 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 it's a long, big turn that we're really making. And then obviously we have an apex and things like that. Can you walk us through, you know, your thoughts, what's, what's happening yeah. there? What, why? Yeah. This one to me is simple. Like, so, so when the turn starts and, and, and like you just said, you know, the turn starts as soon as you get onto that inside edge. So at the start of the turn or, or, you know, at the edge change, you're still under tremendous load, hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, there's still, you know, for depending on, on your speed, the line length and, and all that. But I mean, there's still, there's going to be, you know, some factor of, you know, of, uh, you know, double your body weight or, or triple your body weight. Mm -hmm. Um, so at that point, like, like you just gotta make sure that that, that the edge change does not serve as a finish line for you. You know, so for me, it's about, it's about load plane at that point. So you, you, you cross center line with that perfect balance. So that means that the, the load plane or, or the, or the, the line of the rope, the load is, is being directed into that inside hip, which is right hip when you're going to the left, um, the hip closest to the handle. So at that point for me, the, the easiest way for me to keep that everything the same, to keep the balance the same is, is I just need to keep that load plane where the load is being directed consistent all the way from the start of the edge change, all the way as I start nearing apex, even as I move through the reach. If, I, if I'm looking down the, the, excuse me, looking down the rope, that line of the rope is never leaving that inside hip. Mm -hmm. um, and even if it's not, even if, if it's not perfect at center line, you know, even if it's, I'm a little bit separated or something's not quite right. And the, and the, and the line of the rope or the, or the load plane is hitting me somewhere lower torso or mid torso, even I, you just need to be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the biggest mistake I think people make is, is even if they're in that balanced state is as soon as they get to that inside edge, their, their shift excuse me, their focus shifts to the turn or the buoy and they start squaring everything, you know, to that point, or they get really, like, I call it like turn centric. They're, 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 they ignore the upward swing and they start focusing on the turn. And what happens at that point is if that inside hip, if that right hip going to two ball, if that falls out or behind the load mm -hmm. plane, what happens is, is that the load starts shifting further and further up, up your torso so now you're going to get this unwinding effect. You're going to get the, the hips going to fall out. The ski is going to follow. So the ski is going to start, you know, losing angle um, quicker than 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 it, it than it needed to, given you know that semicircular path that the handle is going to create one way or another. Um, mm -hmm. And as the load shifts to your upper body, now you're also going to get some inside tipping or, or leaning towards the inside, which is you know, the, the two negative effects. One, ski is going to get ahead of you, which we've already talked about. Now that now all these things that we didn't want to have happen to make the turn natural is happening. The ski gets ahead of you, which starts shutting down speed and you're going to start swinging inside the best possible arc. So mm -hmm. it, it's just maintenance. Like I have this idea and I've said it before, but, but where I am at the first wake, where I am at the center line can, you know, 
And again, we've already said where we are, we're going to be perfectly balanced. I just need to stay there. I need to come up onto that inside edge without that load plane shifting. So it's, it's just being, to me, it's being really strong through my core, really still, and just really purposeful with, with keeping everything, keeping that load plane as, as still, as quiet as possible as I swing towards my apex. That's, that's, sums it up for me. If you've got that balance, which is, which needs to be your goal number one, then it's just, you're just maintaining at that point. To me, it seems like the way I'm looking at that is more like when you finish the turn, going to center line, that load spectrum is increasing gradually and, and sustainably all the way to center mm-hmm. line. And then what I'm hearing you're saying is that you're trying to ride that energy and having it decrease as you're going out just because of the friction to the water and things like that. Whereas I see so many people go max, you know, max load at, you know, second wake or even further past that or whatever, but they're pulling long with max load late and then they're getting ripped up into the inside to zero. So their load goes from, right. Yeah, I like that. It, no, it is. It's it's at, at the rate that you want it to to build to max, then you want it to decrease at the same rate. That 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 will be the effect of you being on, you know, on the some you know. I don't want to say the perfect line, but but I'll yeah, I'll go ahead. Yes, that the result of you being on the perfect line. Yes, that that if you think of it, you know, like a speedometer, it's it's um, that load should build to max and then should decrease at the same rate if if it's decreasing quicker then you know you're you know you're coming inside that ideal line there you go there you go and then i think the other part of that that i'm visualizing while we're talking about this is that concept of mine that's the uh invisible line meaning at any point if you were to just just take a picture erase the rope could you be could you be riding your ski is it a natural looking position or is it a position that if you, if the line weren't there, you were, you would wipe out. And if it is that picture, then we, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't in the right place on our skiing. Thus, we're not on the right line towards the buoy. So now let's get, so we're yes. giving lots of reasons why, but what, 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 what should we be looking for? What maybe I think, I mean, for me right now, what I want to hear is I want to hear you talk about just, just walk me through your, you're holding that. So you, you came off this, you, you, you were balanced at the center line. The yep. edge change went well, you're connected to the line. You're arcing up. What, what is it now? Like, how do we turn? Why do we turn? What, okay. what are we doing? What, yeah. what's happening there? Yeah. What are people yeah. looking uh, yeah. for? Yeah. So now, what, now, what, what, what are we trying we, to do here? Yeah. Do I throw my outside I arm, and, to, you know, do I counter rotate wicked hard? What do I do? Well, so at this point, <laughs> you're not going to need to make an additional movement, right? Because at this point, you know, as as I'm on that upward swing, and again, I've kept, I've, I've managed that hip orientation, or, or I've managed to keep that load in, in in the you know a really still predictable place. Um, as just bef- you know, as and again, you you've got these, you're doing these internal calculations. When do you reach? Well, it you know depends on your line, but but I'm gonna as I start nearing that apex. You know, I can tell that my, that, 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 excuse me, that my, that my swing rate or how fast I'm climbing up is starting to diminish before that, before that happens, I'm going to release my outside hand. And then I'm just going to just, I just feed it out as I go higher and higher and higher. And, and I'm only going to reach, I'm only going to let 
that handle go out to the extent that I'm still traveling up and away from the pylon. Um, at this point, like, so then, you know, you, you get that, and again, it feels like a stall and it's not a stall, but at that moment where I, I'm going the same speed as the boat, that that's what defines your apex. It's the height of your swing. And that's going to happen when you, you know, decelerate to, if you're at 36 or, you know, or at 34.2, when that, those two, when your speed and the boat speed match, that's your apex. Mm-hmm. At this point, then all I'm, all I'm going to do is, is as that ski starts pulling, I'm, I'm going to keep my body. I, I like to think of it. I'm just, I'm going to move my body into, into a, a specific space. Um, and what I mean by that is, is I stand up now my, the, the deceleration of my ski has, has allowed it to slightly draw behind me. So now like at two ball, just because this is where my brain is at my, I think of in terms of just like my right hip, like, and again, I'm not angling it out. I'm not poking it anywhere, but just, you know, just because of the lean of my body, my center of mass. So I'm going to talk, you know, which is the center of your body. So I'm going to say like my, my hip, my inside hip is in a, is in a, is, is occupying a space, which is um, slightly ahead of my front ankle. And it's slightly inside of the turn as it relates to, to, to my front ankle. Mm-hmm. As that ski starts to pull, I, I I just occupy that space and I just stay in that space and stay in that space, and and what we're trying to avoid is 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 moving behind that space mm-hmm. or moving out of that space. Like I don't I don't I'm not gonna let my ski come so far through that that my center mass ends up over top of my ankles and or behind them. I I just I I allow myself to move into a space and then I just I occupy that space until the boat picks me up again. I don't know that. how abstract that is, like, but it's, it's, I, it's onside, it's offside. It's you're, you're, you know, you know, you turned this, you turned me on to this idea of how, of how your ski just simply follows your body. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to just let my body occupy this space. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, that's I a panic a, right now. Yeah. No. Well, your panic, I mean, panic comes from not being in the right place coming in and then knowing that you're not going to have that line for support and you're going to have to guess as to which way you're going to let your body just tip over or fall in and hope that that choice that you made brings you close to that tight rope finish but it's a it is it's not it's not it's not connected through there one of the things I, yeah, that hey, I let me yeah, let me, let me yeah, ask you one yeah I just want to ask you one question before um, mm-hmm. because one of the things that you know and, and you can relate to this but you know I, I get to coach people all over the country and all over the world and one of the things that people ask me about the most is 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 um, Rossi I talk about occupying this space mm-hmm. um, you talk about stepping into this space and yes. and and like half of people I, I encounter. Um, they, they, it really resonates with them. So we, can you just explain that like stepping into this space? Um, cause I, you know, it just comes up a lot on my end. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for me that that's like the drop in, it's like the, if, if a skateboarder was on top of a half pipe and needs to enter the half pipe, they have to get their body moving. And then there's basically what's happening is their center of mass moves forward. And then the, the water break, let, let's go back to it. So then they, they drop into the half pipe. You got to get your body moving and then the board comes with you. That's how you drop in. You can't fall out the back. Yeah. So, um, that's basically the thought. That's why I call it dropping in. Cause it is this kind of weird, almost like, you know, when you go over, when you go up a hill and then down a hill real quick and you get that little, 
you know, that's kind of the forward component that I'm looking for. It's like the top of the roller coaster when you start to drop in. It's that that dropping feeling. I'm dropping yeah. over. If I was on a, you know, a um, balance board, you know, where you're you've got the board yeah. over over like a what 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 a foam roller looks like, but it's hard. And then you put a board on top of it and you have to balance, right? Or like I I do a lot of foiling. And when you're yeah. riding, riding a foil behind the boat, you have to start to realize what's actually happening. And it's not pressing my front foot. It's not, you know, it's not pressing my rear foot. It's actually, where is my hip moving in relation to, to this? So if I want to balance, if my board is pointed too far up, I need to transition or take a step. And when I take a step, you don't take a step. Like when you're, when you're standing up in, in, in your, in your natural human position, you do not step yep. your foot out in front of you and then roll your body weight over it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So Perfect. that's the, that's the thing. Like, so what a lot do, of people, what, what yeah. do you do contrarily? Like just paint it. What, what, what do you do? Well, technically you take, How do your, you take that step? Your, your rear foot helps to, push your hips up and forward. We talked about this a few episodes ago into that yeah. more up and locked forward position versus that seated position. So my, so I'm coming up and over that. So what I see a lot of people is they're, they're, they're in that seated chair position and then they're trying to, and I tell them, I want you to transition onto your front foot. And I see them trying to push their foot down. But you can't put your foot yeah. down if your center of mass is 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 balanced over the skinny part of the ski in the back. You have to actually commit to that step where your rear leg is helping your hips to come up, your chest is coming up, everything's coming up and over, and your center of mass is actually moving forward. And then as that thing moves forward, just like when you're on like that balance board, as you move forward, it rolls up and over. And if you keep rolling too far, you'll you'll go, you'll you'll engage too much of the front or you'll flip to the other side of the board. But that's that that motion is what we're trying to do that dropping into that half pipe like that it's not a rear foot um depression heavy push all of that right that's a skidded turn that's a decelerating yeah. turn we've talked about this in the past i'm actually using my body natural physics there you're so supported coming into apex that you can actually get your body moving 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 forward and then at apex, your body is to that forward position. Then the front of the ski, if as your center of mass moves forward, the pressure on the on your ski edge, if you think about it, your ski is not smart. Your ski does not know how to turn. Your ski only reacts to where and how your body is off the inside of its edge. And that's going to determine how the ski can turn. So I just always want to be looking for that more of a you know, more of a uh, efficient turn, more of a theoretical carved turn, even though we're not carving because we're not on a hard surface, but we're mm -hmm. looking for more of that. So I'm just, I'm, I'm technically, I would just say I'm rolling my weight onto my front foot 
And what's really happening is that my hips and upper body are all still in line. They're not, they're not um, disengaged. That's where like your hip would fall behind you, but your body, your upper body's forward. Everything is transitioning and coming up to that point. And now I have a pivot point. I have more of the ski edge trying to pull and I have all of these things. That's kind of the way that, so for me, it's actually very instinctual. It's very natural once you set it up. But if you're not set up, then it's kind of, it's kind of that impossible part. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I know that for me, yeah, you have to set yourself up right coming into turns. So my, my go-to move is just, you know, like you said, I want to maintain what I have coming off the wake. So I'm just hanging off the end of the rope, staying in that lined up position and just riding the handle path as I go. And then when it's, when, when I do get to that point that I need to let go with my outside hand, then what I'm actually thinking about doing for me, the, the thing that I think most people miss right in this spot, if you are connected to it, then when we reach, we're not actually reaching we are skiing away from the handle. We're letting yeah. go so we can allow the ski edge to ski away from our body. This is rolling the ski onto a higher edge. If our body weight is over that, that fatter part of the ski and not on the back where that's little and pointed up, we're actually moving our water brake on our ski underneath our feet so we can feel the pressure there. That pressure is the support that's going to give you the ability to trust to finish the turn, but we're just rolling up onto that. But most people, what I see is when they let go, they, the ski stays right where it is and they just reach towards the boat. That's not extending away. We're, you might as well just keep your hand on at that point because there's nothing that you can really gain by, by letting go and just reaching to the inside. You just gave yourself even more slack and took a straighter line at the buoy. So really understanding that when you let go of that handle, the goal is, is to ski, keep skiing away from that handle so that when you get to apex, I mean, at 43 off, when you get to apex, you better have a tight rope because you need the tightest turn possible and be back to that hooked up spot to be able to accelerate from a wide enough spot to get enough speed to get to the next buoy, right? So that that's like the super extreme, but that is what we're doing. You have to ski away. So what do I, what do, I do to, what's the trick? My trick is really to think slowly stand to full standing, full extension, chest up, hips up, everything staying in that balanced position, but skiing away from that handle all the way to apex. And that way at apex, you should have a little bit, because you're so high up on the boat, there's not going to be like this pulling you down the lake feeling, but you should be able to feel like a little bit of like, oh, the rope's right there, you know, like that, so that you can have that there if you need it. But our whole goal is to ski into it with it just slightly there, but not pulling us. Like if you went to full reach, full extension, yep. the ski was away from you and you didn't come back in and you kept trying to go out, you would do a body slide right there. And, you know, where the ski went away, the boat pulled you so far to the inside that you fell onto that whole inside part of your body. So for me, simply just 
knowing where I am when I let go of the handle and allowing that handle to myself to slowly ski away from that handle and really just thinking about everything, deep breath, everything coming up and away really helps to set all of that up. Um, is there anything you want to add to that or does that resonate at all or what do you Ooh, think yeah, in that 100%. zone like, or how would you coach somebody to set them up so that at apex they're ready to, to drop in? Well, again, it's like, and that's like the, the, it's kind of the gift and the curse of this whole thing is, is, is that, that portion too is a result of the, you know, the 15, 20 feet before that. Right. Um, <clears throat> to me, it's like this one. So I kind of sum that portion up with just i i just think of in terms of patience like patience to apex patience you know we talk about like usually we think about slalom and and as it uh, you know in terms of patience it's always about at the exit of the turn for me it's more important that i'm patient from edge change to apex um that i don't i don't want you know i do or simply put i don't want max extension and i want max extension to match the apex so I'm slowing Whoa. the reach down, controlling it that, you know, it, it's, it's, if it happens, if it happens before your max apex, really all you're doing is you're cutting your apex off. Um, yes. And again, there, there's, there's like it, the human brain is in, it, it, it's amazing. Like all these calculations that are going on at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you're calculating your speed, you're calculating where you are in relation to the boat, but, but I'm going to just slow that reach down, make sure it happens at apex. So the moment I hit apex is the moment that handle stopped going away from my body. So that's how I know that I'm using my reach appropriately. I'm not reaching. I'm just letting it extend until, until there's nowhere left to go. And then this idea of, of now I'm occupying this space ahead of and slightly to the inside of my front angle. And then all the way back to, 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 to the boat has supported me again. I just occupy that exact same spot. So then, so now this process is going to be start all is going to start all over again. The boat's going to pick me up with my mass still ahead of my ankles, which equals acceleration. Mm-hmm.